This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. I'd like to open up with prayer. Let's just pray for a moment. Now, Father, I thank you for your church. Thank you for this wonderful creation, your family, your dwelling place, the people of God. I ask you, Father, open our heart, help us to open our hearts and our minds. I pray that you would give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that we might understand these wonderful, powerful realities that are ours and that we are a part of as the children of God. Thank you, Father. Amen. We are continuing our discussion on the church. And the church is the people of God, we've said. That's you and I. The people that gather, the people that worship God, the people that have been washed in the blood of Jesus, the people who bear the name of Jesus, the people who have been made holy and righteous in the sight of God, not by their own works, not by them doing certain things, but simply by believing in what Jesus Christ did. What he did at the cross is enough. Now, when we talk about the church, I'm going to uh, emphasize this again because this is so critical to us understanding and grasping the powerful realities that are ours in the church right now as the people of God, as the church. Here's what I want you to understand is that when we talk about the church, We're talking about the people of God, but also we're talking about the people of God together. Who we are together. Who we are as one body. Not who we are individually, because individually we're not the church. But together we are the church. Now what I mean by that is that you alone by yourself, me alone by myself, I am not the church. But together with you and all the believers around the world, we are the church of Jesus Christ, a living, breathing body on this earth. Just as God gave Adam a body and he breathed into that body his own spirit, his own life, his his breath. And Adam, that body came alive and Adam uh, stood up and walked the earth as a man. That is the church, the picture of the church. We are the body of Christ. And like Adam walked the earth uh, in a relationship with God that was pure and holy and unspotted, we walk the earth the same together. Together we are this. Together, you and I, together we are holy. Together we are righteous. Together we are faithful. Together we are the body of Christ. So it's so important that you understand that when we talk about the church, when I talk about the church, when the Bible, God talks about the church in the Bible, he's talking about the people of God, not a person. He's talking 
talking about the people, who we are together. It's so vital that we understand that. So this morning now, we're going to continue about the church. And I titled it, A Glorious Church, uh, because in the sight of God, it is a glorious thing. It's a glorious creation, the glorious body of Christ. And I want to read some scripture to you here. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. Just listen, and uh, you can uh, read it when you get home if you want to do a little more study on it. But just listen to what the Apostle Paul says. Now, as I told you in the first uh, session last week, that the book of Ephesians, one of my favorite books in the Bible, is a the most beautiful picture uh, of the church in the Bible as far as I'm concerned. It's a glorious picture of the church. And uh, the book of Ephesians, Paul paints a beautiful portrait of the church. It's as if when we read the book of Ephesians, it's as if we were watching this artist, Paul, the apostle, paint on a canvas with beautiful color and, and definition uh, and perfection, this beautiful thing of God, the church, the apple of his eye, his heart, his creation on earth. I want to read it to you now. Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10. We're going through the book of Ephesians, hitting just some important parts to help put together a picture of the church. Paul says, for it is by grace, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, God's masterpiece, God's creation, created in Christ Jesus. I want to read that again. For we are God's handiwork, his masterpiece, his crown jewel, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. What a wealth of revelation, of understanding of the church in this two, few verses here. Now, last week we talked about who we are, who you are in Christ, who we are in Christ. And it's who you are, who you are in Christ. And you need to understand that. I told you the two greatest revelations you'll ever have uh, in this life as a child of God is number one, what Jesus did, all that he accomplished at the cross for you and I, his, the finished work of Christ. Now, hear me, the finished work of Christ. That's the great number one revelation. Number two is this, who you are, who we are together, but also who you are now, not someday, not when we get to heaven, but who you are now, right now where you're seated there in the service, when you're listening to the, uh, on the, to the sound of my voice, who you are right now, right now in Christ. Not gonna be, but are. So we talked about that last week. Today we're gonna talk about uh, 
We talked about who you are in Christ. Now we're going to talk about what we are to do. What we are to do. What is? What are we to do as the church? Paul says this. He's so I, I titled this message uh, by grace through faith for works. I want to say that again. By grace through faith for works. In other words, it was by grace, by the grace of God, through our faith in Christ, that we get to the place, the destination, which is the good works. Which is the good works. Now let's let's unpack this a little bit. Paul says, by grace are you saved. All right, what is grace? Grace is God's unmerited favor. Uh, it is God doing for you and I what we could not do. It is, or it is God's unearned. I want to say that again. God's unearned. That's vital. That is so vital. It's really what separates Christianity from every other religion in the world. From every religion in the world. What separates Christianity is this. That... Our relationship with God is not earned. It is given freely by God through His grace. By grace, God is, we are saved by grace. Not by works, not by being good, not by doing what uh, we think we ought to do or somebody tells us to do, but by grace, by the grace of God. I want you to say with me right now, I am saved by grace and by grace alone. All right, say that out loud. I want you to say it again. I am saved by grace and by grace alone. Martin Luther, who uh, uh, started uh, the Reformation, which uh, changed uh, the world uh, and its uh, concept of God and Christianity, uh, his number one message uh, was uh, grace alone, grace alone, that it is only by grace because the Catholic Church at that time was teaching a salvation of works where you had to work to uh, gain God's favor. You had to work to gain salvation. We had to work to gain holy. You had to work to become, to be, uh, receive more holiness. That by the works of man, by our works of our flesh, when I say flesh, I'm talking about us. By our works that we, ha that's how we gain anything from God. And Martin Luther stood up and said, no, it is by the grace of God alone that we are saved. Now that's the beginning place, my friend. If you don't understand that, if you don't understand and wrap your heart around and are willing to accept that it is by grace, and not by anything you can do, that everything in God in your life is by His grace. You gain it by His grace and not by anything you do. If you don't understand that, I don't mean to sound uh, too uh, strong. Well, maybe I should, though. Uh, if you don't understand that, then you're, you're, you're left with Everything in your walk with God, everything in your relationship with God, you're left with it being what you can do. Something you do that, that God only responds to you doing something. That uh, God blesses you because you do something. God 
does something in your life because of something you've done. That it's like a tennis match and, and God's waiting on you to serve back. But here's what God's done. God won this match in one, one serve. He won the whole match with one serve at the cross in His Son, Jesus Christ. And that what Jesus did, here's what grace is, that what grace says, what Jesus did, is enough for you and I. That's all it is. That there's nothing left, nothing else we can do. It's not Jesus and something. It's not Jesus and you being good. It's not Jesus and you doing certain things. It's not Jesus and you praying enough. It's not Jesus and you reading your Bible enough. It's not Jesus and you going to church enough. It is Jesus and Jesus alone. Now we're talking about, I'm not talking about uh, what you do after you receive grace, but I'm talking about how you receive salvation. Now, Paul said, as you have received Christ Jesus, you got to walk in him. How did you receive him? Paul says we received him by grace through faith. All right. So as I said, so grace is God doing for you and I what we could not do for ourselves. Salvation and everything that comes with salvation. Salvation and all of its rewards are freely given to us, to you. Everything God did, everything God provided in Jesus, He freely gives to you. He's not holding it back. Uh, you know, Paul said, He that spared not His Son, own Son, for our salvation, how much more will He freely give you all things? Come on now. He didn't say, well, God's given you His Son, but now you got to earn everything. Now you've got to be good enough. Now you've got to do certain things, whatever those certain things are that religion says or your, your organization or whatever says you've got to do. No, it is by grace. It is a gift of God. A gift of God. Everything you have from God, you did not receive it because you did some enough things. You received it by grace through faith. There is no other religion in the world that believes, has this kind of uh, relationship with God or this way to have a relationship with God. Paul said it is not of our works, but it is by Christ's work. All that God has provided in Christ, it is ours by grace. We are just, we are not justified by grace, the Bible says. We are justified by faith. We cannot earn grace, mercy, forgiveness, righteousness, or any blessing. We can't earn that. You can't earn it. It's yours freely in Christ. All right, now, Paul says, by grace are you saved. See, if you get that, you're saved. By grace are you saved through faith. Now I want to read you, uh, and listen, if you can't get it, it's by grace, through faith. I want to read Romans uh, 4, 1 through 6. Listen to what Paul says about Abraham. The faith, uh, Abraham was humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being made right with God? 
If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about. I did this or I did that. I did this and God did. I gave and God did this. I did this and God did this. I was good and God did this. But the Bible says if he had had any works, if it was anything to do with works, that Adam could have boasted. But what? But that was not what God, or that was not God's way. For the scriptures tell us Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. God counted Abraham righteous because of his faith. When people work, their wages are not a gift, but something they have earned. You can't earn it. But people are counted as righteous, not because of their works, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. That's Romans 4, 1 through 6. You can read it for yourselves when you get home. It is not our works that please and honor God and gain His favor. It is our faith. It is our faith. Without faith, the Bible says, it is impossible to please God. It is by faith that we receive. By faith we receive. It is the faith that is in your heart. God put faith in your heart. And that faith is the key. It is the vehicle that's going to get you everything, uh, access, give you access to everything God has provided through His grace or by His grace for us. The works of our, you're going to do this now. You either have a Christianity of works or of faith. Works or faith. The works of the flesh are the faith of your heart. And you must decide which one you're going to have. All right? Uh, and you can tell when people are have a, a, a Christianity of works. Uh, one thing is they're very judgmental. They're legalistic. Uh, life is a lot of their relationships about what you can't do or should do and all this. And it's a do's and it's don'ts. But you see, that's not the Christianity of the New Testament, it's not the New Covenant. It's not grace through faith. All right, now, Paul says that it is, by, for by grace are you saved through faith. As soon as you believed the message of Jesus, you received salvation. Not when you did a certain thing or acted a certain way or, or whatever it meant, or cleaned your life up. You received, you were born again, you received the salvation of God and God counted you righteous in His sight, righteous without fault. Come on now, without fault. Like we said last week, you're not a better version of yourself. You are a new creation. God, you're not a better you, you are a new you. And that new you is saved, it's righteous. You are holy in the sight of God. Right? That's by faith. By faith. Now he says, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that's not of yourselves, but it is the gift of God. For that we might do good works, that works that God prepared beforehand for us. You and I are saved by grace through faith for good works. The title of my message, by grace 
through faith for works. Now, you see, I was talking earlier when I said about grace that works cannot save you. Works, you can't get there with works. But works are a part, but they've got to be the child of, the offspring of, the result of your relationship with God through faith. If not, they are works of your flesh. Did you hear me? The works that we do as Christians are works that come out of our relationship with God. We do them joyfully, gladly. We're not trying to not. Uh, we're not trying to keep a, a, a list of do's and don'ts. We joyfully, gladly want to do this in our from our heart because of the grace of God. The Bible says you were created. What Paul tells us is that you were created for certain good works. The Bible says there is a grace that has been given to each of you. So you have been graced to do something for God. And that grace, that those gifts and talents God's given you, is your uh, shows you, tells you what He wants you to do. See, God has destined you to. To do works in the earth, in his kingdom, for his honor and glory, so that when you and I get to heaven, we gain a reward. We have an eternal rewards that are ours according to how we did those works. Now, and it's not working for something, it's working because of something. We're not working for God's mercy or grace or favor or blessing. We're working because God has saved us. We're working because he has freed us. We gladly uh, do works. We, we work in the children's area. We usher. We uh, work in security. We work in the sound. We, we lead worship. We are a prayer partner. We do all kinds of things and not just in the services, but as we go out in, in the world, we are doing the works of God. We see somebody in need, we, we give them, we help them. We do what we can. We see somebody that needs prayer. We pray for them. We're uh, continually doing the works of God, not because we're trying to gain God's favor or because we're trying to be a Christian, but because we are the child of God, a child of God. And because of the work of God's grace in our life. This is so important. You see, if you and I can grasp the understanding of these verses I read in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. Let me read them again to you. If we can grasp that, and you can, you can, because the Spirit of God wants to unfold them and teach them to you. Let me read it again to you. For it is by grace. Everybody say, by grace. There you go. For it is by grace you have been saved. Say it with me. I am saved by grace. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not by works so that no one can boast. For we are, you are, we are together. God's handiwork, his masterpiece. You're his crown jewel. He's so proud of you. Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, caring for people, working in the church, doing what we can, 
taking our gifts, our talents, our abilities, our finances, and using them to honor God, to help His kingdom expand in the earth and, and, to, and to demonstrate to a world that Jesus has paid the price, that Jesus is Savior, and that God is good. That God is good. He is good, isn't He? Isn't He? He's been good to you, hasn't He? Oh, he's been so good to us. I want us to pray. Father, thank you for our time together. And I thank you, Lord, that, my, that you heard my prayer in the beginning, that you would give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you so that we can grasp and understand these things. And I thank you that by, by your grace, through faith in Jesus, we are saved. We're saved so that we can do your work in the earth. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.